What's up, Brave Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay. And on the other side is that lovely radio voice you've become used to hearing for the last few months. It's Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Uh, it's going. It's a little cold here this morning, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's cold. Uh, it's kind of like what the offense was over the weekend, right? Just a little cold. <laughs> that kind of hurt, man. That, that, that cut deep. It did. Uh, it did. Yeah, the, the the whole sports weekend in general uh, wasn't very good for me, at least. Uh, you know, so uh, my my high school team, the Tigers, lost on Friday night of the game they should have won. Um, the the only positive is the middle school team stayed undefeated. Uh, they played they played on on Saturday and and uh, ended up beating um, uh, uh, Mayfield, a team about twenty twenty five miles. Ooh. from here uh so but yeah the high school team lost uh of course the Braves lost then my Cowboys lost and Chase Elliott didn't have such a a great race to begin with at least he didn't crash uh so uh that was a positive and uh so that was about it but other than that the whole entire sports weekend was not very good John <laughs> the, only, the only positive really from this weekend for me was the Georgia win Right. And right. it's over Vandy, Vanderbilt, so I mean. Right, right. Well, you know, the whole thing around here is uh, there are a lot of Tennessee fans around here. Um, oh. And so there were a lot of happy Tennessee fans, obviously, uh, because they beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. So um, I told a lot of them, I said, okay. I said, you guys think you're relevant. I said, that's fine. I said, it's been, you know, 20 years, you know, because in years – you know, in the, you know, 80s and 90s, uh, early 90s, Tennessee was good. Right. Uh, Tennessee was good. You know, I had Peyton Manning there for, for a while. And, and you had, um, you know, you had uh, some good Tennessee teams. But, uh, you know, they hadn't been very good for a while. They've gone through about four forty five coaches. Uh, you know, I mean, they've gone through a bunch. They've gone through a bunch of offensive coordinators. They've gone through a bunch of players. I think they're even in trouble with the NCAA. Uh, you know, so they, you know, hired this latest coach and, and they, so they're undefeated going into the Bama game and they came away with a field goal. And so there were a lot of Tennessee fans that were just grateful and happy. You know, we won. And of course they stormed the field. That's a security nightmare. They. Where'd you go? You there? Did I lose you? Oh, sorry. Oh, Are you there? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, somehow or another, my phone went blank. Um, UT Martin is is the next team that comes in uh, to take on on Tennessee, and um, you know it's it, it's uh, for some reason uh, they don't have goalposts, and so that's going to cost them a uh, hundred thousand dollars and a fine. Um, and so I told everybody, I said, okay, that's fine. You know how to win. You know how to storm the field. I said, but now you got to win again. Right. Uh, and and it appears that Georgia's on their schedule. <laughs> so <laughs> personally, I hope you beat them <laughs> badly. Honestly, <laughs> so, I'm kind of scared as a Georgia fan because that offense is explosive. But I'm not scared of their defense. For okay. Tennessee, yes. The the offense is explosive, but you got to remember Georgia's defense is pretty good. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So. So yeah, I, I you know, 
I think here's what I, I, I've always thought. I always thought this back in the Cowboy days when the Jimmy Johnson era um, was, you know, you'd go to San Francisco and you'd go to Philadelphia and you'd lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they would be jumping up and down. We beat the Cowboys. We beat the Cowboys. And I used to always tell people, I was like, they still got to go to Dallas. Yeah. They still got to go to Dallas. And I said, too, I said, it's not the playoffs yet. I said, they got, and that most times, go to Dallas, they'd lose. Get in the playoffs, they'd lose. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's when Dallas would come to play. Uh, and so, you know, your big teams like Bama. And look, if you're going to lose in college football, now's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now's the time to do it because you can still set yourself up to be right there. And what did Bama drop? I think they dropped the number six, maybe. Yes. Uh, you know, Tennessee gets a loss and they're going to be out. You know, these teams start setting up and losing. All of a sudden, guess who's back? Number one, number two, Bama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, so yeah, I – you know, I'm luck. I'm I'm great. I'm glad Tennessee's finally relevant. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's taken a while. So that that's kind of what went on around here. There are a lot of people that were jumping up and down, and I was still. You know, we went to a local restaurant and and ate, and you know, they had the TVs on, and I was watching the stupid Phillies celebrate. You know, and and you know, drink the champagne and throw it all over people and all that kind of stuff. So you know, I was not not too happy with that and then of course you know anyway that's you know just not a good sports weekend okay not a good one i bet one of our good friends is uh still on cloud nine right now and clayton morris oh yeah well i'm sure he is (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure he is i'll probably talk to him later this evening on on the yeah other that i have yeah right right yeah I'm, i'm sure he is yeah I, I did say though I joked because you know if they didn't couldn't couldn't get goalpost in time you know when I was a kid growing up um, before the advent of electronic games and things like that you mm-hmm. know we used to uh, rain delay you know when we would have a, a you know you couldn't go outside for recess and rain we'd stick our hands up like uh, we'd use our hands like they were goalposts and we would hit those paper footballs oh yes you know, that's, I remember that. that's, that's what I thought that they're going to have to do for the UT Martin game is they're just going to have a couple of guys over on the side and that's how they're going to be uh, scoring the game. So, well, yeah. apparently they have backup goalposts in oh, situations yeah. like this in the, yeah. under the, in, in a building under the uh, bleachers in one of the end zones, apparently. Yeah. Not sure where you keep backup uh, goalposts, <laughs> but that's a good thing. You know, a um, joke because most schools, you know, when, um, you know, when basketball teams, you know, they come out, the guys, they want to dunk and everything. And, and um, most teams don't have backup uh, backboards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, again, if you have, a, have to put the backboard up, it takes a while. Right. Um, it's funny because a couple of years ago, I got to a place and I was running behind. And I don't ever I – tr- I try never to run behind. But for some reason, um, GPS going somewhere different led me somewhere different, so I was behind when I walked in the gym, you know, there was only like 10 minutes left before the game was supposed to start. Well, then somebody apparently may have dunked and the go- and the goal was bent, so they had to put a new goal on. So I got to do my whole show, you know, before because it took so long. But, oh, geez. but yeah, most yeah, most teams don't have, you know, backup goalposts, uh, backup backboards or anything like that because it's costly, uh, you know, and, and then you don't have a place to put it. So, anyway. I mean, I, what, 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 but, sorry, go ahead. I remember a game – 
I don't. I think it was in East Georgia that a guy went up for a dunk and it shattered the backboard. Yes. Yeah, that's happened before. Uh, you know, there have been games that have had to been stopped uh, and had to come back some other time. You know, you just can't put a backboard up in, you know, in 10, 15 minutes. You know, right. it's going to take you a little while just to get it up there. Uh, and so, yeah, it was – there have been some strange things that, that have happened. And, and um, you know, that's why I've, I've always said, uh, you know, stop dunking in practice, you know. Yeah. I, I get that you want to dunk and everything. Just stop. Just, you know, no dunking, whatever. Dunk during the game. I don't care. But no, no, you know, no dunking in practice. And let's, you know, try to get the game, you know, on running on time. Good stuff. So, anyway. Yeah. Just me and my quirks. So. <laughs> um, well, I think we've delayed the inevitable enough. It's about nine minutes <laughs> Yeah. Do we have to? Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, if we go back to looking at this whole series in general, Mm -hmm. okay, um, we just, in fact, and I was talking about this on Saturday, because I I really thought the game Saturday was supposed to be at 3.30, and then it was like my son comes in from working out of the gym and says, Dad, you watching the game? And I'm like, no, I thought it was at 3.30. And so then I, I turned it over. Of course, they were already losing three to three to one. And um, and so um, you know, if you look at this whole series, John, um, we just didn't score any runs. No. Um, you know, we scored six the first game, which that was in the ninth innings where we got three of those. Right. You know, we scored three three in game two, and everybody was jumping up and down, thinking that you know we were on the comeback trail. So there's nine. We scored three in game three, so there's 12. We scored 13 runs because we only scored one run on Saturday. Right. You know, we scored 13 runs. Well, here's the Phillies. You know, they scored six. They scored nine Saturday. They scored eight Friday. They scored seven on uh, the first game, which was Tuesday. So, what is that, 24, I think? Is that right? Uh, Somewhere in that neighborhood? Something like that. I I can't match. Yeah. So so they outscored us somewhere in the twenty four to twelve range, twenty four to thirteen. You when know. They, so when they double you up almost in a score, that's not very good. Yeah. You know, and they were um, they and again this whole I thought from game one to to um, to game one to game four, I thought they were still the more fired up team than what the Braves were. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look down offensively, if you look down at the players, I saw watch, and watching on Saturday, I saw a lot of one for 10s, one for 12s, one for 13s. Uh, Travis Darno, I thought, had a good series. Yeah. Uh, he was probably about it. Um, uh, and, you know, yes, Matt Olson had a couple, you know, had a home run or, or so had two home runs, I guess. But, but you know, playing from behind a lot is what we were. And we just didn't come out, uh, you know, we just didn't come out fired up. Right. You know, that's, why, that's why I think the wild card round might have been better for us uh, because we would have been still playing. And right. if you look at September, John, when you look at September, you know, guys like Dansby, uh, Austin Riley, you know, those guys struggled, except the Mets series. 
you know, they were fantastic. And if you look at the lineup in general, you know, when the top of the order was hitting, the bottom part was kind of struggling. But when the top of the order wasn't hitting, the bottom part of the lineup was hitting. Right. Um, you know, we probably had the best seven, eight, nine hitters in the book, you know, there for a while because Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom were batting eight and nine. And right. they were fantastic. Well, you know, this is Harris' first postseason. This is his first time playing probably – uh, you know, and, and this grueling schedule that they had, and he struggled. And you know what? Rookie of the year, by golly, he can struggle. I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, <clears throat> there's he's he's a fantastic player, and he still played defense, okay? That's the thing you normally worry about is when they struggle, are they going to be able to step back out there and play defense? And I thought he got out there and played defense, okay, as as well as he could. Yes, he struggled at the plate, but you know what? First year, uh, you know, we, we all expected probably Spencer Strider to do the same thing, and, you know, his Friday night game was not very crisp, although, you know, it seemed like he's moving along at times, and then all of a sudden he ran into that one big inning as well. Uh, so, you know, we got these guys for a few more years, uh, and 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 they're little they, – you know, they, they can be hungry, and next year we – you know, we go out and, and um, you know, we we do the same thing. You know, what got us here was pitching and hitting. Right. And and a little of the bullpen, and the bullpen as well. And what what we struggled with was pitching, hitting, and the bullpen. So, um, you know, but that's okay. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, bullpen actually, I, I mean, I, I may be wrong, but and you, can back me up. You, can, you can correct me on this. But I feel like the bullpen – kept tried their best to keep the Braves in this series. Well, they did, and the reason why is because it seemed like they were pitching a lot, you know. Uh, I mean, just look at it. Um, you know, Max Freed, his first game, he only went, what, three innings? Uh, so, three so the bullpen, oh, yeah. yeah, the bullpen's in there already. Uh, and, of course, they were fresh. You know, they had five days off. Uh, and then you look at game uh, the second game, you know, they didn't have to pitch very much because Kyle Wright pitched a great game. Right. Um, and then you roll around to game three, and the bullpen's in there pretty early because Strider had to come out. Um, and so uh, – and, and, look, the bullpen did great. I thought the bullpen was still great. Even on Saturday, they had to come in and pitch a lot because Charlie Morton, you know, snake bit in the postseason, gets hit with a line drive on the elbow and has to come out. Oh. Uh, so yeah. – yeah, so there's, you know, I think Charlie, whenever he pitches next year in the postseason, we're going to put him in bubble wrap. Yes, please. Um, because that would be the most ideal thing. And, you know, that's the other thing about, you know, softball's kind of gone to this. You know, a lot of softball players wear those masks, uh, you know, to protect the face. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we've had head injuries in football. Uh, we've had head injuries in NASCAR. Um, you know, and – and so softball players have gone to a mask. I'm really shocked that pitchers don't have to get to wear something that, that might protect their face a little bit better, um, you know, because those injuries, you know, the ball coming off at, at you know, 100-something miles an hour. What, who is it? Who is the kid for the, short, the Pirates, the shortstop, that hit the ball 122, 123 miles an hour? Odell. You know, yeah, O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, so – you know, I'm surprised they don't make them wear something. But as a pitcher, you know, I was always told you can't have anything on except the uniform is it. 
you can't wear any gloves, batting, you know, your gloves, a lot of, you know, players will wear gloves, the batting gloves underneath and, and with their, with their regular gloves. Um, and, uh, they'll, you know, they, they wear all the guards, they wear all that. As a pitcher, you can't wear any of that. No jewelry, uh, nothing visible, uh, nothing that might be distracting to the batter, which I never understood that, uh, you know, because you're allowed to wear like a sleeve, uh, you know, you're allowed to, that's about it. Uh, no sunglasses, none of that, which I don't get, but anyway, um, so as a pitcher, I'm surprised they haven't allowed them to wear at least maybe some type of guard uh, on that on the arm or something to be able to protect their arms or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, um, you you just reminded me of something. Um, do you know where O'Neill Cruz got his name from? Hmm. Um, I do not. Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. Hmm. Yeah, that's why his parents named him O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, kind of a lanky guy, you know. Paul O'Neill there for a while was too, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know much about Paul. O'Neill. I knew he was. A, I knew he played for the Yankees when I was growing up. Was well, he he also he came up as a Red. Okay. As a Red, uh, that's where he got his start, uh, and was a good player for the Reds. Uh, but <clears throat> was for the Yankees was a really good player too. You know, kind of that quiet player for the Yankees. Uh, kind of that deadly but silent kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, beloved by the Yankee fans, by the way. Uh, played that right field. Yankee fans loved him. Uh, I, I actually uh, got a chance uh, many years ago to go to old Yankee Stadium, and it happened to be old-timers day. And Yankee Stadium, Yankees do old-timers day better than anybody that I know of. Nice. Uh, because they have so many um, – so many guys that have played for them that are classics, you know, mm-hmm. that are that are are great players, and so so I got to go to Old Timers Day, and it was a game a game with the Angels, and it ended up going like thirteen or fourteen innings, and so I got to go to Old Timers, and they had an Old Timers game, okay, oh, nice. and and Paul O'Neill was one of them. At the time, he had just just been um, had hadn't retired very long, and so he was one of them, and. And uh, so, yeah, he, he was, he's kind of beloved by Yankee fans. You know, the Yankees, uh, you know, you play for them for a year and you're like a Yankee for life, yeah. you know. Uh, so, uh, anyway, but, it, you know, they, they brought back a lot of the old timers. But, uh, but yeah, Paul O'Neill's, uh, um, yeah, great player. We can talk about this later, but the Yankees fans aren't happy right now either. No, they're unhappy. Dodger fans are unhappy. Um, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of things. Uh, that, you know, Braves fans are unhappy. You know, you've got teams in it. Well, Yankees, you know, Yankees are still trying, uh, at least. Uh, they're, uh, they're, you know, they're still in it because it was a rain delay last night. You know, they've, been, they've had trouble getting that series in between the Guardians. Right. Um, but they're, you know, the Guardians are uh, – and, and, and the, the thing about the Guardians, uh, they're the youngest team in baseball, I think, oh, wow. if I remember. And so they're gonna be around for a little while, oh, um, and and that's the interesting point is you know if if they were to happen to and I'm not saying they're gonna slip up if they were to happen to get to the World Series and win a World Series, you know this could become a dynasty of sorts if they can hang on to their players, right? Uh, because they're young, 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 and seem like a very exciting team, uh, you know. But let's they they got a long way to go first. Uh, so, you know, we still got, uh, the, 
League Championship Series and in the World Series. So, I, um, but anyway, I see the same thing out of the Braves. I think they're a young team, and I think they could keep this. You know, yeah, they could. I, I think. I think the biggest. Uh, the, there's a couple question marks. I, I you know, I, I think you know Robbie Grossman's not going to be there. Uh, that was an okay uh, trade. Uh, might not have been the greatest that worked out. Not like the Jock Peterson or the Jorge Soler or the Eddie Rosario. Uh, so, and sometimes you find magic and sometimes you don't. Um, you know, the uh, Rosario Iglesias trade, I think, is a good one because I think that's what your that's who your closer is going to be next year. Um, and he has performed well for the Braves. He did not for the Angels, but performed well for the Braves. I think Kenley Jansen's probably gone. Um, you know, he only signed a one-year deal anyway. Right. Um, and, and if he comes back, great. We should have the best back-end bullpen that you could imagine uh, right. because you could, in theory, use those guys uh, and, and, you know, on an every – like the Darno Contreras thing. Right. Uh, you know, one game Jansen could save and one game Iglesias could save. And you just put it to them in those terms. Look, Kenley – we need you at the end of the year being strong because he pitched, you know, he went through his stretch of about six or seven games where he struggled. Right. But at the end of the year, uh, you know, that match series, he saved three straight games and he looked like the Kenley Jansen of old. Right. Okay. Uh, the, the cutter was working and that's all he's got basically. Uh, and so that, you know, he looked like the Kenley Jansen of old. Um, but so, you know, and they still, uh, you know, the, the biggest question mark probably is Adam Duvall is probably gone to, uh, you know, you, you don't want to tie up money in, in that guy. And you've got Michael Harris out in center field. You know, you're going to have Acuna in right, and you're going to have somebody in left. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a combination of Vaughn Grissom and Eddie Rosario if they re-sign Dansby Swanson. And I think that's the biggest question mark right there is Dansby Swanson. Uh, and, and I read some things from Alex Anthopoulos, uh, that said that they would like to have Dansby back. Dansby said he would like to be back, but you know, the shortstops, um, are, um, you know, Carl, I think Carlos Correa is probably going to opt out of his, uh, contract. Uh, you're going to have, um, San Francisco, San Francisco is going to have a shortstop opening, uh, I think they're probably not going to re-sign Brandon Crawford. Okay. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a couple others that have openings that could very well lead to Dansby going somewhere else. It's Trey Turner. Uh, of- Trey Turner. Yeah. yeah, sorry, that's right, Trey Turner. Um, I love Trey Turner, by the way, um, because he always seems to he's he's if if I was here's what I, here's the thing. Okay, uh, so take the Braves out of the equation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I were to start a team, all right, right, if I would have my one pick of any player to start a team, I'd start with Trey Turner uh, because how dynamic a player he is, and he has the smoothest slide of anybody in the business, okay? Uh, John, if you were able to watch any videos of Trey Turner sliding, you would notice he has a very smooth slide. It's like he is gliding on the dirt, okay? Mm. Okay. But Trey Turner would probably be where I start, and that is because he is so dynamic on the field, and he is so dynamic at the plate, and he is a very aggressively smart baseball player, 
you know, usually going to hit you over 300 and probably hit you maybe 20 homers, drive in runs, play great defense. But I might start with him. But he's another guy that's probably going to be in the on the free agent market. And I, you know, the Dodgers have tied up a lot of money with a lot of guys, and and I don't look for them. If it was me, I I don't look for them to get rid of Trey Turner. Right. Um, you know, they made that deal to get him in the first place. And so I just don't look, especially since Corey Seager went to the Rangers, right. uh, which I thought was another fantastic player for them. Uh, and so I, I just, I, I don't know. But, but the shortstop, uh, shortstops are out there. You can get them. And, and uh, so, but the Braves just said they want Dansby back. But then that leads the question to what do you do with Vaughn Grissom? Right. Um, you know, so do you try spring training putting him out in left field? I would. Um, until, you know, whatever, whatever. But I would, too. That's me. I would try it. If he's willing to go try it, then I would. You know, here's the other thing. You know, we're going to have another offseason for Ronald Acuna to get well. Ronald didn't have a very good last game of the year. Um, as a matter of fact, it was terrible. Uh, defensively, uh, he was terrible. As a matter of fact, that the, the uh, inside-the-park home run by J.T. Riamuto – uh, was the first one by a catcher since uh, a long time, by the way. Yes. And and uh, Ronald should have been backing up, and he just stood over in right field and watched. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And so and didn't move. And then he then uh, there were a couple. Of, there was another time where he comes running over to catch it, and then he stops and lets and and and, and Michael Harris is supposed to catch it, and so they both let it fall in between them. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. And then another time where he comes running up to field a a um, a, a ball that's on the, hit on the ground out to him, and he kind of bobbles it a bit. Not that he would have done anything with it, but that's just to show you where his head was, and I believe he struck out every time he came up to bat. So uh, I, he really got raked over the coals, I think. I don't – somebody was saying that um, one of the announcers, and I don't know who it was, but it sure sounds like Joe Simpson would say this. Uh-huh. Um, but he was mad, and he said he's tired of the lazy Ronald Acuna basically. So anyway, you know, you're going to have another off season with, with him to get healthy. And I think he's going to come back in better shape. Um, you know, needs to get his head, uh, you know, keep his head in it. Uh, so, uh, and I, that's the one thing you don't want to rub off on like Michael Harris, right. Uh, you know, and Vaughn Grissom, but the Braves are very, they are a young team. Uh, but I, I think, you know, we got to get over the struggles that we had in September. Although we still won in September, they still had guys struggling. And I would like to have Dansby back because I think he is such a a dynamic player at shortstop as well. Uh, you know, defensively, he was still good. He made some great plays. Austin Riley made some great plays. And so, uh, you know, next year, Ozzy Albies will be back. Uh, you know, that, that could change some things. So, you know, Max Fried's probably the next biggest thing to, to re-sign. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, a, uh, he's got another year on his contract. So, 23 will be his contract year. 24 will be his free agent year. Um, and so, uh, he's, you know, that will be the next step. Uh, and we do not need to let Max Fried go, personally. Oh. Uh, because, uh, you know, I think he could, you know, he's, he's, the, he's the top of the line guy. Um, and so, but he may command a little bit more money than everybody else, but I think they'll also try to deal, uh, Marcel Ozuna or get yeah. rid of Ozuna. 
And yeah. so that's going to be – and they'll probably have to pay a big chunk of the contract, but they're on the hook for him for two more years. Uh, so if you can get rid of him and not have to pay the entire contract, then, you know, uh, at, at least you maybe have some money freed up to sign, you know, Max. Right. And get him uh, to a longer-term deal. Two things. Getting back to the bullpen for next year, you will have – you will not have Tyler Matzik because he just went under under Tommy John. Tommy John surgery. Yes. But you yeah. will have the amazing the na- amazing neighborhood slider man and Luke Jackson back. Yeah, that's right. So we're gonna we're gonna swap one Tommy John guy for another. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think Luke. Um, you know the the uh, the interesting part about Luke Jackson is when you're gonna probably need Luke Jackson to be Luke Jackson will be the middle of the year. And that's when he will get he will get back to probably being as strong as he ever was. Right. Uh, you know, Kirby Yates, um, that's a guy I think that's gonna you're gonna rely on probably some next year as well. Uh, he's gonna have another off season to kind of get recovered from whatever it is he's got. Um, you know, yes, Luke Jackson will be back, and I think uh, as dynamic as Luke Jackson is, he also drives me bananas. So. <laughs> So, I, you know, I, we joke all the time. I, I think I have to turn it off a lot of times that Luke Jackson pitches because he's liable to go out there and he's liable to strike everybody out. and, and mm-hmm. Or he's liable to go out there and he's liable to strike everybody out and walk the bases loaded, you know. Right. So, anyway, I, I, I there is a place for Luke Jackson. And certainly, um, you know, that right-handed arm coming out of the bullpen the way that he is uh, and, and the way that, that he is, he is dynamic. He does have – but it, it's going to be interesting to see how he recovers from Tommy John surgery. Um, you know, how fast will he get back? Uh, well, it'll probably be middle of the year, towards the end of the year, before he gets back up and is strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if memory serves me correct, he had Tommy John surgery back at the first of the year. I, so I, I can't remember exactly when, but I, yeah, no, you know, a guy, a guy like a guy like Tyler Matic, who already has Tommy John surgery. You know, if you're going to get Tommy John surgery, you would rather have Tommy John surgery at the end of the year, okay, and then miss the next year and then have the off season to get stronger. Right. Okay. So that's at least what I feel would be the most ideal. Yes, you're going to miss a season. But honestly, if you have Tommy John surgery, like Walker Bueller had it, uh, what, in August, I think. Something like that. So Walker Buehler's going to come back, uh, you know, after a year. He's going to pitch. He's probably not going to pitch very much, okay? So he's he's going to miss probably all of next year, but he's going to have a little bit more time to get himself back to being stronger and right. getting that mental side of things out of the way. Um, you know, Luke Jackson's going to have, uh, you know, he's, you know, this next year is half of the year, I think, is going to be where, he will take his time to get back, and then, uh, you know, we'll see what he can do the rest of the rest half of the year. But, but yeah, I mean, the bullpen's still intact. The bullpen's still good. But I think those are your biggest questions. You know, Vaughn Grissom, uh, what do they do with Ozuna? What do you do with Dansby? And uh, I think those are the biggest questions. So, quick recap of the series. Um, Kyle lost. Sorry. Kyle Wright was my only bright spot, to be honest. Well, he was, yeah. And as much as, you know, you want to break down every game, you know, the games we lost, 
we lost eight to three and we lost nine to one. Uh, you know, no so uh, yeah, no offense. You know, you can look up and down the lineup. Uh, you know, in the game we lost eight to three. We only got uh, four hits. Olson had one, Darno had one, and Arcia had two. Three solo. Uh, I'm mistaken. Pardon? Three solo home runs. Correct. Yeah. You know, uh, Morton ended up, you know, going out after giving up three runs. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, let me go back and see about the other one. Um, the one we – so, the game – that was – the game we lost eight eight to three was Saturday. The game we lost nine to one, which was Friday's game. Oh. Um, and let me see what we got here. I see one, two, four, five, six hits. That's it. And Acuna had one, Swanson had one, Adarno had two, and Harris had one, and Arcia had one. So, so yeah, uh, you know, and, and then the bullpen then, Strider gave up five runs in three, in two and a third inning. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, it was just a, it was a struggle. So, we didn't score many runs. Um, you know, so that, what, ten hits in two games. Oof. Uh, That's it's like a- not a lot. Not a lot, my friend. Whereas, if you look at the Phillies, the game that they won nine to one. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Why don't I have totals? But I don't. Uh, let's see. We're gonna go one. Uh, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight. They had eight hits, but they had homers. You know, right. Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins hit a homer. Bryce Harper hit a homer. Uh, you know, so that's how they scored runs. Uh, so, you know, I mean, they were, uh, they, and, and you know what, what scared me was we played them so much in September and, and we were very successful to a degree, but it just seemed like that they were getting ready to boil over, Right. you know, at the, and the last couple of series we played them, it just seemed like that they were just getting ready to turn it around and they did. And I think if, if I'm the Padres, Yay, I beat the Dodgers, you know, that's great, <laughs> boy. And I said I didn't think the Dodgers would make the World Series, by the way. Um, but if I'm the Padres and I beat the Dodgers, now i got to go play the Phillies. Right. I don't know if I want to play the Phillies, okay? I They're don't. Hot. I think right now that they are hot, and I think momentum is, is good on their side. Um, and – and I, I just don't think I want to go play them, John. I think they're going to be a very tough team that that is going to be hard. And and I don't be surprised if they're not sitting in the World Series, okay? Uh, because right. they proves that you don't have to win. I mean, it's very nice to win the division, but this this whole National League series right here proves that you don't have to win the division because both of these teams were the wild card. Yeah, and again, we go back to the wild card, you know. So, and and somebody, I think somebody once said, and this is before the the series series got started, any of the series, it's going to be hard if you're the wild card team to make it to the World Series. Right. Well, Not the really. two wild card teams are <laughs> making one of them's going to make it to the World Series. Right. Don't ever count out the team just because they got to play three extra games, let's right. or, or two extra. Some if you sweep them, you only got to play two extra games. Um, you know. Don't count out a team that is is in the wild card and just have to play three extra games. And don't count out the Phillies because over the last three weeks, they have been road tested. Right. Okay? 
because they were on the road. They had to they had to win the series. You know, they were in Houston for one. So if it's Houston that they're going to play, guess what? They're at least familiar with them because they played them the last series of the year. You know, if you're and then they had to go to St. Louis and they beat St. Louis. They had to go to Atlanta and they won one game in Atlanta. You know, so and then finally got to come back home. Well, you know, road tested. They're going to start. Either one of these teams is going to start their series, the World Series, on the road. Now, I take that back. Let me let me rephrase that. Um, depends on who wins the series between, you know, the Astros are going. But if it's the Astros and Yankees, if the if it's and the Astros end up winning, fine. If it's the Astros and Guardians, and the Guardians end up winning, then I'm not sure record wise they that whoever it is may start. Well. I don't know. It's the, I, the best record. The better record be gets wrong, started home. I think the Phillies or the Padres have a better record than the Guardians. I could be well, wrong. Well, I thought I thought so. I see. I think so too. Uh, so I haven't. But looked. anyway, yeah. But anyway, um, it regardless, um, they're going to be on the road, okay? Um, and if they have to be on the road, well, guess what? They play good on the road, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know who. Who you know a road tested team? You got to start the first two games on the road, uh, and you got to win. You know at least one there. I'm checking the records right now. So um, you know if it's the Yankees and the Astros, regardless of which, um, the Guardians are 92 and 70. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so let's go to the National League, and uh, yeah, the Phillies are 87 and 75. Okay, I was wrong. Uh, and the Padres are 89 and 73. So it looks like the Guardians, due to the better record, would be. So the American League team is going to get the the first the first the home field. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to get the home field, um, and so they're going to have to open up on the road. Uh, you know, and of course, if you're you're Philadelphia and you make the World Series, you're kind of hoping Cleveland's there. You don't have far to go. Uh, right. You know. So, but uh, they've been to Houston. And uh, I'm not saying the Astros are going to win. I'm just using that as an example. But, um, you know, they've been to Houston. Uh, and, you know, you know, and they always say, you've got to win games on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you at least need to win that one of those first games on the road. So that way you've got a chance to sweep it at home. Um, but you need to at least win one of those games at home and then win two out of three at your own place. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's a it it it'll be fun to watch and fun to see. But I I I think it's going to be Phillies Astros is what I think it's going to be, and the network television audience is going to go, oh my gosh, we don't like this, you know, because <laughs> nope. there's there's no Dodgers, there's no, no Yankees, Yankees. No yeah, Mets. so uh, no Mets, you know, no big time teams, but but. Um, if it is an Astros Phillies World Series, go Phillies, okay? Yeah. Uh, because I want to see them uh, win it, uh, and I think and, and again, the Phillies, what they did in that series with the Braves is they played small ball too, okay? Right. Is they right. knew how they put the runners in scoring position because they batted them there, you know, they bunded them there, they hit the fly balls to the outfield, or they hit the ball the other way. You know, they, you know, the left-handers would pull it to try to get the guy to third base or things like that, you know. Uh, they played small ball, and I like it when you play small ball because most teams get absolutely, totally confused when right. you play small ball. And, uh, you know, they're going to, I think, 
do whatever it takes uh, to, to, to win. And, you know, Schwarber's not having a great series, uh, but uh, he's liable to break out of it. Looks like Bryce Harper's getting his back going. Uh, you know, Reese Hoskins and JT Riamuto, and they've got a very good team. Uh, and, and I think if they can survive it pitching wise, um, you know, they've, you know, the good thing about this whole thing is they're able to set their pitching staff up to who they want right. to start. And you know, who's going to start Aaron Nola is going to start. Oh yeah. So anyway, anyway, that's, that's it. <laughs> um, that's about all of the thoughts I had because they're not very many and they're not very good. That is exactly the truth. Yes. Um, yes. You got any uh, ending thoughts for this season for the series? No, no. You know, it's it's been fun. Uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm still going to put my brave sweatshirt on and celebrate the World Series last year, and 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 I'm still. You know, the, even though we lost, I'm still the Braves fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm still going to – I'm still going to – I don't know that I'll watch as much, but I still will some. Uh, I'm, I'm wrapped up in this NASCAR playoff trying to get my guy Chase Elliott, you know, another championship. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, in football, my Cowboys are okay. Its problem is it's the other teams in the division are good and that those Eagles that are there too, they're, they're good. Uh, so – you know, the, the NFC East with the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants used not to be very good. You know, used to be the Cowboys and then nobody else after that. Now you got the Cowboys in third place at four and two, and you got the Giants and the Eagles above them, and they're great. You know, so, so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch. I'll tune in and see what's going on, uh, just uh, being a baseball fan and when the World Series hits. So, I, I think this Padres-Dodgers, I mean, Padres-Philly series is going to be fun. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think, uh, this, uh, Astros, whoever they play and if it's the Yankees, I think it'll be fun. If it's the guardians, I think it'll be fun. And, uh, so, uh, you know, right now the guardians really have nothing to lose much like these Phillies, uh, Padres have nothing to lose. Right. Uh, and I think that's why they're playing the way they are. There's no pressure on either one of them. Nobody <laughs> expected them to be there. Nope. Not at all. So, Yeah. But it's Luckily, been fun, John. It has been. Luckily, I still have Georgia football and then the Grizzlies start tomorrow night. So. Oh, I know. Uh, I, I know uh, NBA does get started. And, uh, you know, I, I fell for the in, buying the NBA package again. Uh, you know, so, you know, they were going to make me pay a certain amount of money. And then I was like, no, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. Then they, like a week later, they sent me, oh, it's half price. Yes, I'll buy it. You know, so, yeah, uh, you know, I fall for all of those, much like I have all of the streaming services, you know, so, and still have, you know, direct TV. So, anyway, um, yeah, I do love my TV, but, yeah, the, the Grizz get playing, and John Morant's looking looking like, a, um, you know, like like he's, uh, you know, going to go for another, um, an MVP candidate, and, oh, yeah. and hopefully he can stay healthy, and, Hopefully I'll be able to get to a game or two. We've had a good time going to Grizzlies games, and hopefully we'll be able to get to a game or two. And, and maybe my Lakers might actually win a game or two. Um, I doubt it. If but, they can play well uh, together. Well, if they can – that's a good point, John. That's key to any team if they can play well together. Um, so there's way too much drama attached to all of that. So, um, anyway, I'm, I'm frustrated. That's kind of why – I like the Grizzlies too. So 
uh, hopefully uh, they'll have a, a, a great year as well. That's what I like about the Grizzlies and Murray State. They always play well together. Yeah, I mean that's been the that's the key is is um, you've got to uh, you know yes you're going to have your superstar or two, uh, but you know everybody's got to play well together if you want to win. You know you've always got five players out on the floor, uh, and and they've got to all play well together. And I think regardless, as far as the Grizzly goes, regardless of who's been on that floor, they have been able to uh, play, play well. Uh, and that, I think, is the, the great thing about them. So, uh, but we'll see, right? We'll wait. Well, you will see. I will hear. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, you're correct. Sorry, John. <laughs> you know, it, it, it takes me a while to get used to it. You know, I mean, so. Uh, no, uh, I like messing with people. Well, that's okay. So um, I'm I'm good to be messed with. Uh, some people sometimes say I can't see John. So I mean, or hear. Uh, so anyway, it's Are all those good. Those man. parents that you get frustrated with. Pardon? I'm sorry. Are those what? Those parents at the basketball games that you get frustrated with. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> some of them, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of Grizzlies, if you're looking for a good Grizzlies podcast, you should check out the Ethos Grizzlies podcast. Uh, yes. David Williams, Candace Haggins, and Isaac. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can't wait. It's, uh, uh, it's it's that time to get going, and, and um, you know, let's rock and roll. Let's watch some basketball. Well, I'm not sure when we'll be back, but we will be back here in a little while to – Talk about how the off season is going and yeah. see how that's going. Yeah. But until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at Ethos Braves. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at F3 Motley Crew. And you can follow both of us on Facebook. I am John Robert McKay and Jeremy. I am just plain old Jeremy Bell. Awesome. You can um, listen to the show on any listening platform that you prefer. Um, and as always, until next time, go Braves. Go Braves.